This week on VoiceOver Voices, we're going to be talking about being a bilingual voiceover, voicing video games, karate, being bullied, home studios, red pepper, life behind the iron curtain, whale noises, and non-scripted vocals for video games like printing. <laughs> Well, not exactly like that, obviously. Hello and welcome back to VoiceOver Voices, the podcast where we delve into the wordy world of voiceovers. Each episode, you'll meet a professional voice artist, find out who they are and how they got into this work, and listen while we run through some slightly ridiculous script games, which are based on the kind of jobs we tackle on any given day in the studio. I'm Cathy Ogden, and I'm a voice artist, singer, songwriter, and now podcaster. A voice artist needs to be able to sight-read scripts, take direction, interpret the client's brief, create characters, moderate their vocal tone, flip from character to character and somehow managed to do all this within a tight time limit. It's an intensely focused kind of job, and people come into it from all sorts of different backgrounds. And what's more, nobody really knows who we are. We're largely invisible to all but our agents, clients, and each other. Well, I'm changing all that, so on with the show. My guest this week on Voice Over Voices is my very first international professional voice artist, Mars Lipowski. Mars is from Poland and now lives in the UK, where he voices in both Polish and English. Mars has developed a niche for himself, and being a bilingual voiceover in the UK gives him the rare skill of being able to help clients localise their services and products from English into Polish for the Polish home market as well as the Polish community living in the UK. His voice is incredibly versatile and is rich and mellifluous, perfect for commercial and corporate reads, and added to this, his acting skills have led to a blossoming career in video game roles. Mars's story is an extraordinary one. He taught himself English as a child when his parents ran a holiday resort in Poland, which gave him access to English-speaking film and TV, a rare opportunity in a country that was still behind the Iron Curtain. He became obsessed with the idea of becoming a voiceover, and studied the voices of American actors, dreaming of finding an opportunity to use his voice. In the meantime, Mars became a karate instructor, running his own classes, got a degree in fine art, and worked as a cameraman at a local TV station in his hometown, where he eventually became the voice of the TV station. Some years later, Mars moved his family to the UK and found himself a job in Swindon, where he now lives. But he wanted to restart his voiceover career in the UK, so he enrolled in voiceover courses such as The Showreel London and Gravy for the Brain. He then built a home studio where he now supplies regular clients including Philip Seiko, Nooney, Kimberly Clark Professional, Fisher & Co, EGO Blanc and Geo Games and Restless Corp, voicing two lead characters in English for the Thief's Shelter video game. On top of all that, whilst settling into his life in the UK, Mars, his wife and daughter, welcomed a baby boy into their family. Aww. So, without further ado, welcome to Voice Over Voices, Mars Lipovsky. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that was, wow. <laughs> Thank Aww. you so much. This is this is great. Yes. Oh, uh, you probably might hear my son downstairs. He's uh, he's two years old now, and he just he's on no no all the time. So he doesn't like anything or anyone at oh. this moment. So unfortunately, <laughs> so he wake that. up this morning and and yeah, we are already like steaming. I'm like, God damn it! There is nothing we can do. He's just he just hates everything, <laughs> and he screams all the time. That's so the job you, of a toddler. Right? Yes, I guess. I guess. <laughs> that is adorable. So you brought your family over to the UK five years ago, is that right? Yeah, oh yeah, more than that now. Oh, more My than that. My gosh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what brought you to the UK? I used to live in England before. I, I moved to England before in 2006. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's funny because I was chasing my to-be wife. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yes, and、uh, but I had to climb a huge mountain to get everything ready, you know, and all the paperwork and and,、yeah. and passports and stuff. And but just before I got there, like a month before, she resigned. Let's put it that way. Okay. And、uh, yeah, so that was just me. But I thought myself, listen, dude,、uh, you had to do such a huge effort to make yourself ready and take care of everything. You just cannot resign. You you can't just stop now.、Mm-hmm. And actually, it was the best thing I've done、uh, for myself, you know, at that time, because moving to England was something like, oh my gosh, this is like, wow, you can be anyone you you want, you know, you can do so many things here, so many possibilities. Yeah. So yeah, I well yeah, I've stayed there for a couple of years. I used to care for disabled people for a couple of years,、mm-hmm. and then there was this idea of. Uh, yeah, my dad. He's a filmmaker, and he said, "Listen, I would seriously need your help back here." And、uh, so now I started thinking about starting my own business in this in this field of filmmaking.、Mm-hmm. And be- because I graduated from the, the university with the fine art degree, I I could do quite good.、Uh, well, I used to be a photographer. Yeah, so、oh, okay. so I I moved back to Poland, and it was horrendous. Oh no! My gosh! Yes, because <laughs> oh my god! I hated it. I hated it. I couldn't find myself there. You、wow. know, because I mean, I don't want to sound bad. No, you know, talking bad about my about my motherland. But the thing is that because of the the whole system in Poland, for years people used to struggle, and they, they still do. You know,、mm. no one. There is barely anyone in Poland living. Like easy life, people struggle all the time, and it、yeah. made it made people frustrated. And、yeah. if you Polish, if you go to Poland, no one talks to each other normally. People shout, or people growl at each other. That no one smiles. You know, you can't just、mm-hmm. go,、uh, for example, while in the store buying your groceries. It's so bad. You 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 want to smile to a lady that at the cashier, and、uh, they they barely ever. Respond the same way, you know. Well, you know, it's so interesting. You should say that though, because I lived in the UK for nineteen and a half years、um, when I married my British husband, and I've got to say, all of the Polish people that I know there, or and still know, and still are my friends there,、um, are so happy. Like they're, <laughs> they're just really happy, like you. You know, they're charming. They're,、uh, I guess, is it because do you think that they're they're living in the UK and they're really really happy about that? Is that is that the It's case? It's because the life is much easier here. Got、know? it. Yeah, that was it. So yeah, I I moved back to Poland to start my own business, and it was it, it was horrendous. Oh my gosh, the whole thing about. About being back in your place, you know, back into those the same faces and growly people, and you、mm-hmm. know, people hating everything around you, moaning about everything, and then the, the running business. There's this government apparatus, sort of like revenue. It's called ZUS. You have to pay your taxes to them.、Yeah. Um, whether you make money on your business or not, you have to pay. If you would run your own business, you would have to pay. A bit like half of that to the government,、right. so that you stay with nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes people in Poland frustrated most of the time. So it was horrendous. I it broke me into pieces because I was、mm. totally, totally broke, you know. And I I said no, I can't do it. And、uh, my friend he got me a job, and I loved it. And yeah, I used to, <laughs> I used to I used to work at the net DIY store, and、uh, yeah, it saved me. And then I met my Today, wife, and I always wanted to go back, and she wanted to do something with with our lives, and I said, "Yeah, let's let's go back." I always wanted to, so yeah. In two thousand sixteen, we moved back to England. And,、oh, okay,、uh, yeah. that's it wasn't easy, of course. You know, at the beginning. No, but,、uh, it's never easy. I moved back to Australia from London in twenty sixteen as well, and it takes a really long time to wherever you move. It's always a yeah, massive, yeah, massive yeah. thing, and I can imagine with a. With a young daughter and your wife and everything, so what sort of work did you do when you first got there? I've set my mind to finding a job, and I reckon your mind bends the reality if you set your mind to something. And yeah, I found a job full time straight away. 
And at the same company I used to work before in Poland. I mean, a different name, you know. Oh, it wow. was this, yeah, the same DIY uh, net store, different name, but the same corporation owns both mm-hmm. or all of those. And I've heard about this place before, I mean, the company. And I thought, oh my gosh. Back in Poland, they used to say, oh, them, I mean, here in England, oh, so, I mean, they, uh, customer service is such high quality, blah, blah, blah. And we have to work harder on ours. Um, I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the store I used to work in Poland at, uh, we, my gosh, we were the best trained customer service people ever, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can you make it even, even better? This is just amazing. I'm like, okay, so England has to be just flowery, you know. It's, <laughs> you, you swim in honey and milk. Wow, no, Katty. That was just most horrendous place I've ever worked at. <laughs> I kid you not. My oh God. Dear. I, when, as, as, every single time I, I talk about this to anyone, people are like, "You no, seriously. I'm like, dude, I make pictures, how it looks like, and the behavior of people, the management, and everyone. My goodness. <laughs> Is this in but Sweden? But I survived in for three years. Oh, my yes. goodness. So that's and, in And Sweden. I survived for three years in that place, and I just, I, there was an opportunity to move yeah to other place and i was like i was like yes yes i'm i'm going i'm there and i yeah i had to stay at the full-time job at the moment because most of my clients in poland are just not there anymore so i had to stay i had to i had to go back to full-time job and uh, yeah so i do voiceover and i also i work at that place unfortunately Mm -hmm. but it'll change sooner or later okay yes so the work that you're mainly doing at the moment, what does that? What is that? Is it? I know you've done some video game work and corporate stuff. So tell me about the kind of things that you do. Yes, it's mostly it's mostly corporate narration, and and uh, there was some e-learning project for Noni uh-huh. or Nuni, I should say. That was interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, it's mostly that area, e-learning, corporate narration, and. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yes, and commercials as well. And commercials for, yeah. for Philips. Yes, that was that, oh yes, that was great. There is a Fantastic. whole set of advertising campaign for Philips Seiko, and yes, it's going national TV now. I mean, from Fantastic. it should be on from uh, June, as I've heard. So oh, that's I haven't so heard from good, them yet. Mars. That's brilliant. Not in England, in Poland. In Poland, that's no, but it's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yes. fantastic. Getting a. A big corporate commercial series is one of those things that we all yeah it, it was for. it was uh, <laughs> in, the whole process was interesting because the, this the production studio from uh, Amsterdam in Holland reached out to me and mm-hmm. they were they needed a sonorous believable uh, low tone voice mm-hmm. um, and uh, I've sent my audition and they said oh my gosh yes let's yeah we, you're oh, on board fantastic okay and then I had to wait for. A bit, yeah, we've recorded the session that the recording said, oh my gosh, yeah, the recording session was horrendous for me. It was my first <laughs> huge record. And uh, when they've sent me an invitation for Zoom session, and I, when I saw there is 15 people on it. Oh, no. Oh, oh. God. My <laughs> legs were shaking. I mean, I'm not easy to scare, but, you know, but uh, I reached out to my gorgeous colleague from, from London, uh, Alexia Kombu, and I said, Alexia, I I need your help. How should I? What should I do? I mean, there's going to be 15 people on it, oh. and I haven't got any any scripts from them. She goes, "Oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. They should be." There was like this. The recording session was supposed to be in two days, yeah. and I've heard nothing from them. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so important." You know, 15 people are going to be adding their own stuff to my, you know, yeah. to what I do over there, and there was like. Five people from Philips, uh, five people from Ogilvy, and uh, the rest of them from the Amsterdam. I was like, oh my, I've checked all the, the companies like Ogilvy. This is the biggest video production company ever. Oh my good Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, a, yeah, fortunately, there was less people than that. So, and it okay. went just perfect. It went, uh, it went there you gorgeous. Go. There you go. And then I've heard nothing. Because I had to wait for the end client to accept my voice in the video, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, months after that, 
company, uh, the studio from Poland, sent me a message that we have your video and uh, the client wants to record some more stuff. I'm like, what What client? What video? And she <laughs> sent me a, a link. I'm like, oh, this is this is my this is my commercial and it and it's on YouTube. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, so now they they transferring and we recorded five five more things oh, and uh, and now I just learned that they're going to transfer the whole campaign to national TV which is just yes, oh, fantastic. That is so brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to to, uh, to straighten things up, uh, most of my clients are from England, to be honest. Really? And, uh, yeah, not from, okay. not from Poland. Okay. They, because they, they localize they, the, their services and, and gotcha. stuff to Polish market. I, uh, uh, I, I haven't worked with Polish, well, apart from uh, Philips, Poland, and that was basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So most of my time is most of my stuff is just localized uh, to Polish market. Okay, so how does and that? And I actually, prefer it that way. How does honest. that work? Like, it's a British company that's that's going to be advertising in Polish. How does it tell me how that works? Um, for example, if it comes to uh, this company that ordered my voice for the for the e-learning, let's call it e-learning project. It was very interesting. It's a German company, uh, Nuni. They make uh, this exoskeleton it's like it's called chairless chair version 2.0 oh, okay. and it's basically the device that you put on yourself and you don't have to have a chair at uh, for example you work in a factory and you have to you know stand up and go somewhere pick up something and then sit down put something all together there's this device that you put on yourself exoskeleton and you can sit using it you know wow Yes, I was that that was that was amazing stuff. That is incredible. So, I can't even yes, that's uh, amazing. I, it is amazing. I mean the the whole script was like fifty thousand pages because I had to explain every single bit that you have to push and uh, move and this and that to adjust the, the device onto your body and but still the whole stuff was awesome. And uh, so yeah, I and I found them through the uh, one of the pay to play sites, but the one that actually is really good, Bodalgo, and it's awesome. Some of my best clients are from that place. And uh, yeah, and obviously I've sent my audition and they were like, yes, let's, uh, let's do it. That's fantastic. So, yeah. I'm not sure if I should say the name of that platform, should I? That's fine. You can say whatever okay. you like. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. All right, yeah. So um, I think it's probably time that we did our first little script here. Oh, gosh. And, yes, um, let's have And it. look, it's my classic. This one is close to my heart, actually, Mars, because I did actually have a rabbit called Roger mm. and a rabbit called Jessica. They were brother and sister when I lived in the UK, and they were house rabbits, and they were okay. the most pampered and adored pets ever. <laughs> okay. They ran the house. They just ran it, and I loved them to pieces. And, yeah, I know um, what you mean. <laughs> I used to so, have a dog, yes. Yeah. Uh, they, you boss. have a dog? I used to have a dog. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So any any pets, I'm just completely attached to them. So um the I think it's the Rabbit Humane Society, whatever it is. They're all about that a hutch is not enough. There's a big campaign about people who get rabbits and because if you just throw a rabbit in a hutch by itself in your backyard, it's gonna be the most miserable creature in the world. Anyway, so I think I made up for all the people who do that just by the way I treated Roger and Jessica. <laughs> they were the king and queen of London. Um so <laughs> oh dear. anyway, so I've written this script where you will be Roger and I will be Jessica. And Thank God for that. Yes, we could swap <laughs> if you like, but you know. No. <laughs> and it's all about them not having a great life, but and oh, and as per usual, at the end, where I've written Mars regular ad voice, mm -hmm. this is where you do the sell. Mm -hmm. So up until then, I think we need to get characters. Will I do the character wheel? Yes, okay. yes, do it. Here we go. So I'm going to spin for you. You are going to be. Child. <laughs> okay, let's try it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we yeah, okay. Yeah, give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah. Give it a whirl. Okay. Yeah. And I am gonna be. Oh, newsread. Gosh, how do oh, wow. I do that? As a, I think child works better actually, Mars. But you know, here we go. 
So, have you had a chance to have a little look at the script? Yes, I'm looking at it at the moment. Okay. So, shall we just do it? <laughs> okay, this is going to be. Oh, yeah, and the regular voice. Uh, okay. At, at the okay, end. yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's do it. All right. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Sorry, should I start now? <laughs> Just trying to get my head into newsreader. Hang on, and on the news tonight. Okay. Yes, Roger. Am I getting fat? I can't seem to reach my incredibly cute tail anymore. Oh, Roger, I wouldn't say you're fat, but you are taking up a bit more space in the hutch these days. <laughs> Is it lack of exercise or so? Am I? Oh, am I eating? Sorry. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's have this line again. It's so cute. <laughs> Is it lack of exercise, or am I eating too much? Be honest, Jess. I'd say it's both. The human rarely lets us out to run around anymore, and that muesli she feeds us is just full of sugar. So it's not my fault. Of course not, Jess. Yes, Roger. Remember where we were little, and this hut seemed huge. And the human let us run around doing binkies in that big rabbit run. It's almost like she's forgotten that. The hutch is not enough, or that we need lots of hay and grass and natural food, or how much she used to love watching us bouncing around, or how much she used to love us. I'll always love you, Jess. Oh, shall I give that tail of yours a nice groom, my handsome boy? That would be nice. Thanks, Jess. Do your rabbits need a whole new home? Are they hopping mad or are they happy bunnies? This Easter, show them exactly how much you care. Come to Pet Palace. We have a full array of hatches and rabbit runs, plus exciting treats and toys for all your furry, fishy, and feathered friends. Bored budgie, fallen fish, depressed dog, churlish chickens, high maintenance moggies, obese bunnies. We'll find exactly what you need to perk up your pampered pets and make their life playful and perfect. Come to Pet Palace. It's paradise for pets. So good! Oh, Mars, that was so <laughs> oh good. Your child voice, I, I nearly lost it. It's so cute. It's just so cute. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. Oh, I want to do it again. I want to do that again. But I tell you what. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> what is it? Oh dear, nervous. <laughs> I can I can be nervous. Yes. Okay, you want to be nervous? All right. Well, in that case, I'll spin it again for me and see what I'll be. Hypercell. Oh, that's hard <laughs> oh for this. I keep getting these really hard things when <laughs> Jessica is such a sweet bunny, and I'm like hard cell. <laughs> Nervous bunny and hard sailor. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So hang on, hard sell is sort of like um, is almost like what you're doing at the end. It's like the the classic ad voice sell and blah blah. Yeah, yeah, out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, I'll give it a whirl. All right, here we go. Okay. Yes. Yes, Roger. Am I am I getting fat? It it seems to reach my incredibly cute tail anymore. Oh, Roger. I wouldn't say you're fat, but you're taking up a bit more space in the hutch these days. <laughs> Is it a lack of exercise, or am I eating too much? Be honest, Jess. I'd say it's both. The human rarely lets us out to run around anymore, and that muesli she feeds us is just full of sugar. So, so it's not my fault. Of course not, Jess. Yes, Roger. Remember when we were little and this hutch seemed huge? And the human let us run around doing binkies in that big rabbit run. It, it's almost like she's forgotten that the hutch is not enough, or that we need lots of hay and grass and natural food, or, or how much she she used to love watching us bouncing around, or how much she used to love us.、Uh, I'll always love you, Jazz. Oh, shall I give that tail of yours a nice groom, my handsome boy? That would be nice. Thanks, Jazz. Do your rabbits need a whole new home? Are they hopping mad or are they happy bunnies? This Easter, show them exactly how much you care. Come to Pat Palace. We have a full array of hatches and rabbit runs, plus exciting treats and toys for all your flurry, fishy, and feathered friends. 
Boat Budgie, Forlorn Fish, Depressed Dog, Cherlish Chickens, High Maintenance Moggies, Obese Bunnies? We'll find exactly what you need to perk up your pampered pets and make their life playful and perfect. Come to Pet Palace. It's paradise for pets. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that's brilliant. God, that's so hard because you're reading in not your natural language and it's really fast and it's got all these crazy words in there. So apologies for my script. <laughs> no, that's good. I like uh, It's a good challenge. I love challenges. Oh, it's a massive challenge. Oh, my goodness. So in a perfect world, what kind of work would you love to, to do more of or do you like doing the most? Like what? What's, what's mm. your favorite kind of thing? I mean, obviously, things like corporate narration is it's easy and it's, and it's boring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to do some, something that is challenging. I would love to be a, a voice of a computer game character, you know, video game character. I mean, video games, this area is the most difficult voiceover area ever. In what and, way to, uh, to get into it, or or as well? Well, if you get into it, no, that's that, that's one thing. But uh, people think that voiceover for video games is just like you. Wow, this is so cool! You stand in the front of the microphone and you do all the voices. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's not that. I mean, yeah, obviously you do your lines, but there is hundreds and hundreds of uh, of non-scripted vocals. You know, like grunts, and you know, you dying. You have to make all the strange sounds and. Recording lines for the character, for example, might take two hours and then another four hours is just making all those strange sounds like dying, drowning, <laughs> you know, killing. And there is this, there is a very good way of producing those sounds. I've learned that from Mr. Peter Dixon. Fantastic. And, and this is, for example, if you had to make all the ah sounds, there is a special way of doing that, and it makes it so much easier. But yeah, that's why it so is really challenging. So give me an really example, Mars. Give me an example. So if you were having to do something where you were, I don't know, falling off a cliff or or being shot or something like that, how would you go about doing several? So different... for example, uh, you take one letter from the alphabet. Like yeah, let's start with A, mm-hmm. right? And you do all those sounds you do with A. So you do short A's like ah, oh, ah. And so on, and so on, and so so on. This is all. This is all A's, you know. And then you do longer versions like ah, you know, and so on, and so on, and so on. And all the letters of the alphabet. And then at the end, you you end up with you know few hundreds of versions (laughs) of sounds, you know, for non-scripted vocals. So yeah, fantastic. I love that. That's a good lesson. I had no idea that's how you went about that sort of thing. That's brilliant. I would never know that if I never joined the Gravy for the Brain. Uh, Yeah, Ah. they they made me do what I do now. Yeah, that's fantastic. They helped me so much. Yes. Yeah. So, because you have you played um, you played two characters in that video game. (laughs) So, what kind of characters were they? I play a main character, the protagonist, and his chief. Mm -hmm. I play a detective and his chief and so obviously detective that was difficult part to, to be honest because he's supposed to be a guy that has no emotions mm-hmm. but he suffers from dementia dementia sorry and uh, he hallucinates a <gasps> lot wow. and he gets nervous but i was supposed to talk the way that he doesn't feel anything totally flat like wow. he, he sees a new new place and he goes where is that how is that supposed to work you know and it's totally flat and so the director was like, no, 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 it, you, you, you're too emotional, you know, just flatten it more, hmm. more, more, you know. But the chief is a guy who's been there forever. He's seen everything. And uh, they never told me what kind of voice should I put. And I, I, I've produced this older guy voice. James, are you all right? I've been trying to call you for ages, you know, blah, blah, blah. Brilliant. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, I loved it. And I've sent the, the audition and they were like, oh, my God, the chief is exactly what we <laughs> thought about. <laughs> wow. But we have to redo James. No, uh, you know, the, okay. the detective. So, yes. Yeah. So That's it's not finished it's... yet. The, ga- the game is not finished. There uh-huh. is this, it's nearly finished. Yeah, it's on all platforms soon. And then it's going to be the rest of the game. So I can't wait. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, what a what a wonderfully creative thing to do. That just sounds like yeah. so much fun. 
That was my thing. It was my dream, you know, being a voice of something cool, you know, like because、yeah. I used to play computer games a lot, you know. Video、ah, games was my thing back in、okay. the days, and that was like. I was thinking.、Uh, actually, if I can, if I can add something, years ago when I was, yeah, when I was in the university, it was like nineteen ninety nine. I played this this game, and there was this character. His voice just mesmerized me. Before that, there was all the voices of you know, like James L. Jones and and many many different actors and and voiceovers. But when I heard this gentleman voicing this character, I couldn't believe that anyone can sound that way. That was just amazing. Yeah. And actually, when I moved to England, I sent him a message. You know, I've recorded something that he'd done in that game, and he, yeah, he clapped hands. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. So who's I, that? Yeah, finally, Who... I've made a contact. That's、uh, Mr. Red Pepper. Ah, he's a legend. Yes, yes, and his voice in that game was God. Damn. Well, he does have like his voice is crazy. Do you know his story is extraordinary? I I was looking him up, and he started life as a train driver on the tube. Yes, in London. He was a cheeky guy, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> and he has this enormously deep, rich voice, it, and it, he's American. Yeah, and、um, yeah. when he was doing the station announcement from the train, somebody happened to hear his voice. And gave him his card. Who was from I don't know, a producer or something. Said, producer from BBC. Yes. There you go. And、yeah. so that's how his career started. I mean, how lucky is that? But also, he was kind of destined. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you have to be a voiceover with that kind of voice.、Seriously. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know this guy, Red Pepper, his name is, and. He has become a celebrity in the UK because he's been on late night television. He does one of the late night television shows where he's actually on the show as the voiceover. Is that correct? I think. I'm. I'm not sure. I think it、know. is. I was looking him up and I saw him there. Anyway, but it's very unusual for a voiceover to. Be in front of the camera, unless you're an actor as well as a voiceover. That's a whole different thing. But for the voiceover job, it's really unusual to see the person who's doing the commentary on on a show or whatever. And、um, so he's kind of broken the mold there, which is an interesting thing. Have you ever wanted to be in front of the camera, or have you been in front of the camera? I have been in the front of the camera. I have no nothing against it. I, you know, I'm fine with that. If、mm-hmm. anyone would ask me, can you jump in the front of the camera? I'm game. <laughs> <laughs>、yeah. So your father was a filmmaker. Tell me about、yeah. him and what sort of work he was doing. Yeah, back in the days behind Iron Curtain, it, it was my dad's dream to make films, and、uh, he had a bunch of friends, and they used to make those films together. And and、uh, he was a director.、Uh, A cameraman and everything. It was never nothing big, but、uh, if it comes to artistic side of that, it was high, high quality stuff. Because back in the days in Poland, to consider yourself as a filmmaker, you have to have a film class that would be given to you by the national film authority in、mm-hmm. Poland. Without that, you would never be able to call yourself, and you couldn't call yourself a filmmaker. Okay. So his friend told him once that you should send your productions to them. You know all the films that you made, and they will evaluate it, and they would give you this film class. the The highest is the first class, yeah, class one、mm-hmm. filmmaker. And they, yeah, he's been given class one. I mean, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a pro. But those movies were never like big or you know like triple A you know <laughs> productions. But.、Uh, Very important one at times, and he used to visit all the festivals for amateur movies, and、uh, they used to they had their own studio in this eleven-story building on, on the very top floor, and he used to take me there. So, and back in the days, you had to cut the tape, you know, and <laughs> glue it together, you know. Right. Wow. That. I used to do it. You、okay. know, I used to play with it, and that's that why、amazing. I got like. And my mom used to.、Uh, she used to be a film expert, and、uh, she used to run this discussion club, film discussion club. So they,、mm-hmm. were, they used to they used to show a movie to certain people,、uh, and then used to talk about it after the the movie was finished. So、wow. um, yeah, and that's why I got used to it, and it was my thing. And I was in. I used to spend a whole lot of time in in the cinema. So yeah, that's that's how it started for me. And so, and,、yeah. how did he and your mom then? Suddenly, be running a a holiday resort. Yeah, we used to we used to live because my mom my mom she started、um, a hotel science. <laughs> I don't know how to, to hospitality school. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.、Uh, thank you. So that's all right.、Uh, 
she got the job as a manager of this workers hotel because it, behind Iron Curtain there was just the only hotels were in the bigger cities mm-hmm. for the you know international guests but the rest of it it was worker hotels because next to my town there is this biggest copper smeltery and the home in in Europe that's why there's lots of people working for the company you know as a miners and they they work at the smeltery and uh, so yeah there was the whole town was built for them not all of it but certain areas were built just for those people you know mm-hmm. and there was this hotel for those people and uh, at some point oh, there was two in a, or three in my town and my mom at some point she she worked for the company they put her as a manager of this other hotel and uh, we moved uh, we moved from your place to to this one and there was a cinema in, down there as well mm-hmm. by the way and uh, and after that there was this opportunity they they've proposed my mom that listen there is this huge holiday resort uh, it was it was funded and run by the company and uh, they proposed uh, we want you to run this hotel and so she used to be a manager and my dad used to be her vice you know wow uh, that's why it happened and, and so you uh, were really from, young then weren't you, you i was like... uh, when we moved to that uh, resort i was Seven, I guess. Seven. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. The best time of my life. <laughs> How long were you there? It was not that long for for me as a kid. It was like whole life, you know, because yeah. being seven and living there for about around four years or something. Right. It was like whole eternity, you know. <laughs> but that gave you that gave you that sort of rare opportunity to to see American films and that sort of thing. Oh that, yes, because you right? know, uh, yes, because nineteen ninety ninety eighty seven six, it was still behind you know the curtain and uh, having, for example, a satellite dish was just no no one could could afford that and no one could have it because satellite dishes back in the days were as big as a as an elephant, you know. <laughs> So the company funded wow. this this whole thing. They've put it on the on the top of the hotel, and it was just humongously big. And there was this whole mechanism to move it around. You know, there was a separate room for the for the mechanism, the steering stuff. You know, so yeah, the whole building could watch the same channel. That right. was that was like you put the Sky One on it, and everyone has to watch the <laughs> Sky One. Okay, nothing else. Right. Got but it. yeah, that was the thing that uh, I was spending days watching everything. And back in the days, that was like, oh my gosh, you know, I remember trailers for first Batman with Michael Keaton and yeah. so on and so on. Oh my God, that was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the kid sitting there doing all the voices and... Yeah, I was, oh, I was, fantastic. yeah, repeating after those people. And then there was a VHS mm-hmm. at home and uh, I used to watch humongous amounts of uh, films <laughs> on it and there was obviously we got to the point when i've watched police academy for the first time yeah and michael winslow yes oh, oh god this guy just made me <laughs> so his the sound of police siren was my thing and i used to make it everywhere and uh, the school bus i used to drive to school because it was a couple of miles from uh, from from my house yeah i used to do it all the time Okay, and we're gonna have to. Was, we have to have a blast of it, Mars. Oh, you not anymore because it. Oh, my, come my, on. No, my my voice broke and <laughs> I could, can't make it anymore. You know? At <laughs> okay. some point, I couldn't do it because my voice started breaking, and I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh, what's going on?" No, actually, my police siren. Oh, I I had the same thing with whale noises. I used to be able to do whale noises. You know, those really oh, high pitched wow. kind of. Oh yeah. And I can't do them anymore. I'm sad. Wow. I've lost my wow. whale noises. Not that I ever have to really communicate with whales, but uh, and not that I ever actually did communicate with whales, but I used to impress <laughs> people with my whale impersonation. <laughs> mm. So um, I think it's time for us to do a bit of a promo. Right. Have a little look at this. I'm going to spin the wheel to get your character. Here we go. Ooh, excellent. Scary voice. Great. Yes. <laughs> Can you do yes. a scary voice? Yes. Excellent. So actually that kind of works really well with this. Now, have a really good look at the script because mm-hmm. it's a doozy. So my apologies in advance. Um, if there's any words in there that you're like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. You are going to be so good. I just know it. Shamon, let's have it. <clears throat> Let's have it. Okay, here we go, Mars. Tonight on Celebrity Married at Second Side. 
Can Kimmy and Kev seal it with a kiss? Will Harry and Hilda have to hide their heart's desire and hit the road? Are Rihanna and Roland really rivals, or will they reveal their real relationship? Who will tie the knot and who will not even try? It's Roman's dad, or just holding its breath and stamping its foot, with utter dismay and the sheer lack of taste and dignity. Sorry. <laughs> What's That's so breath? good. <laughs> made me oh laugh. <laughs> That's so great. Keep going. Is, is Roman's dead or just holding its breath and stamping its foot with utter dismay at this sheer lack of taste and dignity? For more tears, tantrums, fake tans and future ex-famous faces, tune in tonight for the premiere of final episode of Celebrity Married at Second Side. Tonight at 8 on May 88. Mate. <laughs> Brilliant. That was Oof. fantastic. I love it. I love when you when you realized what you were reading with the is romance dead or just holding its breath and stamping its foot with utter dismay at this sheer lack of taste and dignity. And you started it made me laugh too. Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> and my yeah. apologies for the insanely ridiculous scripts that I make you poor people read. <laughs> Oh, dear. So, um, so I'm going to ask you one more little question about your life because you have done so much in your life and gone from living in Poland to living in England to back to Poland to back to England. And uh, you did actually mention at one point that you were a karate instructor, which is like yeah. so left field. Yeah. I love this. So how did that happen? And, and well, tell me um, about it. If it comes to karate, this was very important. It is still, uh, although I don't do it anymore. But it's you know I'm I'm still there. It's one of the most important uh, times of my life or, or areas. Um, actually, because I mentioned that to you before the session that I used to be bullied at school badly. Uh. You know, actually since I was a kid, because I was very thin. And I was this kind of kid that knew a lot. The way I used to speak was proper, you know. I used to speak uh, nice, you know. I, I was never a bad kid that breaks windows and this and that. Yeah. So, they, yeah, all the kids used to bully me because of I was like a sissy, you know, and this and that. Because Aww. I never do that. I never did anything bad. I never played football with them, blah, blah, blah. Aww. I had my own, you know, plays. We used to, you know, do many childish things with my friends. But primary school and so on, it was like... Not exactly fine, you know. Mm. That's why the best time of my life was in the holiday resort. The school was just fantastic. I mean, there there was still like bullies over there, but I felt that I run this place as in the the holiday resort because there was no one there, just me and my parents. Yeah. Apart from the the season when it's when it was open. Anyway, when we moved back to my town when they left the job, and uh, there was this guy again. He was in my class, and at the very beginning, the first day. One guy told me, listen, never, never hang out with him because he's, uh, he's horrendous to people and he's going to bully you, you know. Mm. And I did, unfortunately. And there oh. is this thing that the guy bullies you and you hang out with him, you know. Yeah. There, there yeah. was this whole crew, there were a whole bunch. We used to play basketball together because I was thin but very high and uh, very tall. And, yeah, we used to play basketball. And But this guy was all important well dressed he was loaded you know mm. and that's why he was pushing himself you know like further blah 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 and this and that no other of us could afford what he could afford and and you know he was just the most important the most popular guy ever you know mm. but then when i got older i found out that his dad was the same guy you know because you you carry stuff after your parents, you know. Yeah, and his dad was bullying him at home, you know. He was oh, just treating no. him like, you know, not really good. And he was putting the same thing on us. And I joined karate. I met my sensei, which I consider as my second dad. And thanks to him, I sort of lost this feeling of being a victim. A victim, yeah. And I got really strong, you know. I got really strong and I could do unbelievable things with my body, you know. I could yeah. break bricks and this and that. So this bully guy, he left our town. He moved to the biggest city. And years after, he got back. 
And soon after I saw him, he was trying to be so cool, you know, my friend again, blah, blah, blah. And I remember that thing. I have to, I have to tell you about it. That was one of those things that you shouldn't do, but you had to, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was holding this, this will of revenge, you know, because I, now I'm strong and I can show him that he's nothing. And unfortunately, what, what happened was that he started showing himself again. And he started pushing me. And I told him, listen, you, you're no longer, you know, like a boss here, you know, in this area. And... Uh, no one likes it anymore, you know. And you have no friends here because everyone hates you. I have to stop. And he was still pushing me. And unfortunately, I kicked him in the face. Oof. Yes, I, because, yeah, I mean, I would never do that. But he was, he was pushing me physically and I had to stop him. And, yeah, I kicked him in the face and I broke his teeth. Oh. And, and it was a pyrrhic victory, to be honest. It was very bitter. Yeah. A horrendous thing because... All of a sudden, after this one thing, he contracted himself to a tiny little shit, part of my language, you know. Yeah. And it was a sad little kid. It yeah. means nothing, you know. And I was standing there above him, looking at him, and I was in utter shock that I actually did that. And everyone was like, <gasps> what the hell did you do? Mm. You know. And that was, that was terrible. That was a terrible thing to do. And... Uh, I used to fight a lot on the streets after that. I mean, the thing is that in my town, it's not a big town and everyone knows you, you know. Yeah. And when I was old enough to, to go out, you know, hang out in pubs and, and restaurants and this and that, there was always someone who was trying to try me. Mm. So, yeah, they used to mug me trying to, you know, are oh, you so you you're so tough? Oh, come on, let's go, man. Come on, Aww. let's go. So, yeah, that was uh, it happened a couple of times and uh, I was victorious every single time. And that was okay. I got mugged. I had to protect myself. But this situation with him, yeah, that was that was bad. We are friends now. Uh, That's really interesting. That, yeah, we are wow. friends now, and he he's a he's a wonderful family guy, and uh, yeah, he's he's wonderful guy. I mean, it's because he left his place and he was far from his dad. I guess you yeah. know, he sort of like flipped his life to better things, and he focused on important stuff and. Yeah, I, wow. I, I wish him really what a, good. And what a life lesson in so many ways. But um, but yeah, that was that wow. was. I didn't have to do it seriously, and I feel at times I still feel bad about it. But yeah, it does actually say a lot that you two are friends now, though. It really does. So he must have been aware that he'd just pushed you too far. Yeah, he knows and, about it. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh Mars, wow, you have had an extraordinary extraordinary life so (laughs) how do you find life in the uk i mean i know you love it there but it's been very tough for everybody obviously the last year has been lockdown after lockdown has has swindon had the same outbreaks of covid and lockdowns and everything as as london yeah Yeah. oh yes yes it was yeah lockdown i don't have a television we mm-hmm. do not watch television because I didn't want it to to stuff my kids with uh, adverts and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a voiceover Funny. and I want to, <laughs> and I didn't want <laughs> my kids to watch adverts. Oh. <laughs> but it's just mind, you know, melting this stuff. Yeah. And uh, we watch other stuff on Netflix and this and that. Uh, but but yeah, and I used to see news about Swindon all the time. That you know, biggest outbreak. It's Swindon. Blah blah. This. Really. It's Swindon. Yeah yeah yeah. But since UK is is on a on the very front of uh, vaccination, we're gonna be good. They're gonna start opening stuff soon in a couple of days, and uh, yeah, it's getting better now. So your family's been okay, obviously. Um, yes, nobody's contracted. That's good. Good to know. My stepdaughter got it. She's in London, and um, she's come through it okay because she's she's young. But uh, it was it's not a fun disease. You've got to say. Um, I can't wait to get vaccinated. <laughs> Not that we've had, we haven't had too much of a problem in Australia, but um, but in the UK it was, yeah, I know it's been horrific. And there's still still like 5,000 new cases a day or something. Uh, I, I don't follow those news anymore because no, it's just, not. It just it's there depressing. all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get you. I have, I have you. more important things to take care of, like my son who's running around and jumps on everything and says <laughs> no to everything. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for example. No wonder you did such a great kid voice. It was fantastic. So, all right. Well, look, you know how I do the nonsense poetry jam? Yes. Now, have you seen that I've translated it into poetry? Yes. How did you do that? 
art magic. Right. (laughs) Google Translate translated it. Mm -hmm. I have no idea whether that's actually correct or not. But I would love to hear you do the Nonsense Poetry Jam in Polish first. Great. And then see how you do in English. Mm. Okay. Okay. It's not a particularly long poetry jam this time. No, no, I I see it here. It's fine. Okay. I'm just going to let you do it in in your beautiful honey-like Polish read. Mm. Thank you. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Jeśli nic galaretowatego pustelnika, to ześledziony po bandażach żywopłotowych. Jeszcze dalej czyścić buty, więc okaż się narodem. Pączek z nadbrzeża, ponieważ rękawiczka. Laptop z serdynkami był bezczelny do wynajęcia. Portret żartuje nad gumką do karmienia. Zawrócony, jednak stłumiony. Blond. Po prostu zmielić. Dyplomatyczny i telewizyjny. Kwiat. Musztarda obrzydliwie. Lunar taki brzuchomówca. Landara? Wściekłość. Daisy ta fasola. Syrena. Oh, wow. That was That was beautiful. crazy. <laughs> oh, Mars, your voice is stunning. Wow. Did... <laughs> And you really did make it sound like it meant something, which presumably it still didn't mean anything in Polish, correct? Yeah, yeah to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> My job here is done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, so now would you please, in the same tone, read yeah. the English version. If nothing jelly hermit, this of hedge badge pop spleen, Father Shoeshine so beavy the national, Wharf Donut because mitten, Laptop of sardines where noodle to cheeky rant, Porter zing of a nursing gum, returned, Quilt though, blonde, just mints, diplomatic and telly, Bloom, mustard ham solidly, Lunar so ventriloquist, <laughs> Luna so ventriloquist, Jumbo, rage, Daisy this bean, mermaid. Beautiful. Oh Beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh my God. lord! So that was fantastic. Now I, <laughs> I will get you to do one of your own pieces in a minute. But just so as we know, I'd love you to describe your home studio. So what is your setup like? And uh, did you make it yourself? Did you build it? Yes. Because it sounds, yes. your, it's such a good sound. Like it sounds completely soundproof and obviously it you is. have a great mic and all the rest of it. Tell me about that. So I've built it myself. I started, obviously, as many of us, VOs, I was hiding behind this foldable wardrobe, you know, fabric and pipes. Mm-hmm. But then I've decided that no, 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 it has to be a pro. So actually I've I've spent many, I mean many, maybe a uh, hundred pounds on it. Wow. Building it. Yes. That's... Because I went to that store that I used to, this horrendous place where I used to work at. <laughs> and I bought uh, OSB boards. Okay. Uh, which costed me 40 quid maybe. Yeah. I got the sound treatment foam from my friend. She works at this factory and they use it to pack things for sending. And she, oh my gosh. Yeah, I have to tell you that because my friend said, okay, my girl can can bring you some. She works at this place and they, they handle this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I could. How many did you need? I don't know. Maybe uh, 20 pieces. That, was, that should be fine. Oh gosh. When she said, okay, because she lives on the same street and she goes, okay, you can pick it up. She opened a shed. The amount of it yeah. stuffed my living room from top to bottom. Oh, <laughs> my my wife came back from from the town and she's like, "What the hell is this? What the hell is this? How can? What the hell?" I'm like, "It's a sound treatment form. Why?" She goes like, "How can I do something here? There's barely any place to move. I mean, the, 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 we have a huge living room, so half of it was just completely stuffed." Oh. And I still got half of my shed stuffed with it, you know. Funny. But oh yeah, so the, yeah, the foam. Uh, I bought a uh, double glazed window in it. 
I've sound treated it from inside and yeah, I've redone it twice and now it's just fine. I have this huge worktop here mm-hmm. and all my stuff is on it. Great. I have my monitors here, my screen and my favorite microphone. Which yes, is? Yes, I love Wh- this place. What kind Which of is, mic? It's uh, MXL V67G. Okay. People that work in the business and they handle stuff or they work in studios would say, ah, you can buy a microphone like that because it's it's not expensive enough. You have to buy something that costs <laughs> 300, you know, at least. Oh, my God, why are you buying this? Well, now, this microphone is an industry secret. And I've really? been told by many pros that this is the only one and only mic that is from that value that it's actually worth anything. And it is just, as you can hear, it sounds... It sounds fantastic. Fantastic. So yeah. rich. Yeah. It gives it a depth to your to your voice. And that's why, that's why my friend who's a producer and he's a singer, a musician, he said, you have to buy this mic. It's fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And for your voice, it's going to be just perfect. And obviously, as some non-believers would listen to it, it sounds great, and Philips bought my voice, so shaman. Yeah, yeah, just what what you said. <laughs> yeah, that's that it. is brilliant. All right, Mars. It's been oh god, it's so great talking to you. Your story is amazing, um, and I would love you to do whatever you adore. You told me that maybe you had a poem or two. Yes. So, would you please? I would do read Tiger them? by William Blake. I love it so much. I almost wish you could do it in Polish, but it's. I'm uh, assuming you've only got the British version of it. I've got Polish and British version, but you British do? version, if you don't mind, sounds uh, sounds better. All right, better. Yes, lovely. Tell your mother. Okay, uh, William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burn the fire of thine eyes? On what wings there he aspire? What the hand there sees the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist thy sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet, what the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain, what the anvil, what dread grasp, there its deadly terror clasp. When the stars threw down their spears, and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see, did he who made the lamp make thee? Tiger, Tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye there frame thy fearful symmetry? Oh, Oh my God, I love it so much. That is the most beautiful thing. I actually have tears in my eyes. That was just beautiful. Oh, my God. That just got me, totally got me. Oh, Mars, thank you. That was just... <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you. You liked it so much. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So, are you going to grace us with some Shakespeare, or is that a uh, a read mm. too far? No, no, no. That's fine. This is so beautiful. My gosh. Okay. Should I? Yes, please. Go for it. Or I shall lift your epitaph to make, or you survive when I on earth am rotten. From hence your memory death cannot take, although in me each part will be forgotten. Your name from hence immortal life shall have, though I, once gone, to all the world must die. The earth can heal me but a common grave when you entombed in men's eyes should lie. Your monument shall be my gentle verse, which eyes yet not created shall or read, and tongues to be your being shall rehearse, when all the breathers of this world are dead. You still shall live, such virtue had my pen, where breath moves breeds, even in the mouths of men. Oh, wow. Mars, God, I love your voice. I love your tone. It's just stunning. It really Thank is. You. 
This is so yeah. You put yeah. Uh, you're putting so much energy in me. Thank you so much for that. That's my pleasure. It really is. And for me, I I don't want to say goodbye yet. I feel like there's so much to talk to, to talk to you about, but we'll be here for the rest of our lives. So um, yeah. I just got to thank you so much. You've been so open and honest and interesting. Just such a fascinating story. Thank so you. thank you so much for being on my little podcast. Oh, I should thank you even more for inviting me. I would never think of it, to be honest. Really? I thought that, yes, I thought that, because I've, I've heard Teresa on your podcast. Yeah. And obviously, you know, she's, a, she's such, such a pro, and I'm like, wow, wow, you know, wow. I wonder what, what would it be, you know, being on such podcast. But then <laughs> I thought, what, what would I talk about? I mean, there's a lot of things I can talk about, but am I good? Am I that good, you know? And all of a sudden, she put me over there, you know, in the comment, and you responded. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, I'm game. Just yeah, challenge That's me, great. and I'm and I'm on it, you know. Oh no, oh. it's it's. I want this show to, to be about everybody in this business, no matter what country they're in, no matter what they're doing, what they what they want to do, what they love doing, um, and all their experiences. And I think all of our life stories add up to who we are and how we present ourselves. And it comes through in our voices. And Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. If I, sorry to, to put that in. No, but, please. Uh, there are things, for example, because I'm, I'm working on my gaming reel. Yeah. I had to show full range of my abilities, acting abilities. The, the easiest one for me is crying. Oh, <laughs> Can you believe wow. That? Yes, yes. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, there is a lot of there is a lot of pain at the back of my heart and uh yeah, I guess it it's, you know, it shows itself when it have to, you know. So, <laughs> you have a very tender tone. There is there's there's a lot of depth to your reads and your tone. So, I I can I can feel that. Yeah. And it's important. It's hard for us to get ourselves into an emotional state that is a difficult one or to read things that are that are difficult to read. Yeah. All of those things, but you somehow have to be able to get in touch with those feelings but at the same time control them so that they don't yeah. overwhelm yeah. you. And I, all of us have performance anxiety and all of us have imposter syndrome, you know, mm -hmm. that we're not good enough. Somehow we're not good enough. I mean, every single person that's been on, on the show has, has had an element of that in their life. And um, no matter how much work they do or have done or anything else, it's just we all feel the same. <laughs> so it's just wonderful to hear your story and get to know you because, again, you're the first person that I, I've interviewed for the show that I don't already know in some way. Although I must say, through interviewing my friends on this show, I've actually got to know them more. Because mm, yes, like we've discussed, it's not like you sit down with your friend and go, oh, by the way, I've, uh, yes, this is, I've done, you know, I did a, a documentary last week and I'm doing a blah, 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 blah. You know, we never talk about <laughs> what we've done. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just not, no. I mean, occasionally we do, but we don't give each other our life history. And so this show is fantastic for that. And I'm so, so glad you were able to do it. And thank you again for waiting because I had that big break due to all sorts of things going on in my world. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, now I'm back I on track, which is. is great. Yeah, so, yeah. Great. All right, Mars. Well, time to say goodbye. Yeah, I could stay with you here for the next couple of hours talking about stuff, yes. Yes, it was, it could was I? wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I would, never, I would never forget that. This is one of the most wonderful experiences, uh, you know, recently, seriously. Oh, Thank I'm you so, so glad. much for that. I'm so glad Thank to bring so some much. cheer into your world because I know that every single person in the UK has been doing it very, very tough for the last year and uh, anything to bring some cheer Yes, yes, thank you. Besides, you know, let's be honest, I wanted to show off a little bit, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> more people would would hear about me, you know. <laughs> well, if that's what happens, then I'm I'm so, so happy. And I'm sure it will because, honestly, your reads have been amazing, funny, brilliant, and then ultimately you made me cry, Mars. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it worked then. It yeah. worked. Believability, this is the most important thing, and I'm so glad I did. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I was talking about you recently with, with my mate here, and uh, he, he's a producer. I'm like, yeah, you have to hear this podcast. 
Because I've been looking for different podcasts because, you know, at times I have nothing to do. I put my headphones on and I carry on. And But yours is so... It's not focused on just one thing, like, let's talk about movie promos. And <laughs> they go on for two hours, which is okay. Yeah. But yours is, like, full of everything, you know. There's a lot of laugh, obviously, and a lot of different things. Easy talks, something more difficult, you know, talking about live and, yeah. you know, recording all the stuff. Ah, this is everything that you would need from a amusing, interesting and educating podcast. It's Aww. here. Thank you. Which is which is great. You're doing oh. absolutely mega job here. <laughs> oh, Mars, that's so kind of you. Thank you very much. I do put a lot of heart and time and effort into this, and and also I just I absolutely love hearing people's stories, and also mm, I think it's yes. important because of the work that we do to actually hear people reading. I basically write the scripts because I love writing. And because then mm. I don't have to deal with copyright issues or any of those sort of things. Well, yeah, so, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah. I'm actually really enjoying that. I I find it enormously fun. But especially the nonsense poetry jam, I think. Is <laughs> <laughs> I always start with that because that's kind of like it just gets my brain into a strange place. But anyway, so um, so Mars, <laughs> when people are going to book you or find you on social media and on websites and things. It's Mars Lepovsky Studio, right? Studio, yes. So that's on Instagram and also you have a website, right? Yes, Mars Lepovsky, yes. So that's M-A-R-S-L-I-P-O-W-S-K-I. Yes, dot com, yes. My website is marslepovsky.com. Are you on anything other than Instagram? Instagram. I have a business page on Facebook as well, okay. Mars Lipovsky Studio. Excellent. And what else is there? And I have a tiny channel on the YouTube under the same name. I put my videos on it to attach them to uh, LinkedIn. Oh, yes, I'm on LinkedIn, Aha. purely for business purposes. Excellent. Yes. All righty. Well, that's great. So we know where to find you. I will see you on Instagram because that's where we see each other. <laughs> yes, yes. Bye-bye for now, Mars, and thanks bye again. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Voice Over Voices, scripts and concept by Kathy Ogden. Music produced by Grant Windsor and written by Jeff Franzel and Kathy Ogden. You can find us on Instagram at voice underscore over underscore voices. If you liked this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe so more people can find us. Be kind. Thank you. Thank you.